Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool, or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Previously on Dust World. So what is it? Are you off to prison? Are you joining me? Also, Foxman, if you want, I'm feeling generous. You could also join my nine... In fact, I lost my gunman because of you, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm so sorry. I must have accidentally killed one of your people. I wasn't paying attention. Ah, so to prison then. Yes, got it. So you're the last one, Gage. And my patients are wearing thin. I have things to do. I can't sit here bantering back and forth all day. I accept the deal. I want you to work on something for me. Uh, sure. What's up? But I don't want any other scientists or anyone to know. This uh, is something for me to use. Okay. Just on the off chance that something goes wrong with the implants, uh-huh. I want you to make a device that neutralizes them so that there's no malfunctions, there's no danger to me or to the king. Do you understand? Not really, but I can do that. I mean, I don't think I can do that, but I can try to do that. Sierra, Alistair, Juno, you're with me for this one. Oh, great. I don't have time for this. I look at Juno and I say, what did you just say? Some of us have our own missions to deal with. 
I walk right over. What do you what do you need me for, lady boy? The best case scenario is we walk in and out without any casualties. I have first-hand experience that you are very skilled at not killing someone, but incapacitating them pretty thoroughly. Am I correct? I suppose that's true. Then we'll move on and take the crystal and leave. Sarah's like, if you don't want to kill anybody, she pulls out her massive sword and hits the ground. Why did you bring me? Go kill an animal somewhere nearby. Please. Okay. Fine. And then you see her jump up in the air, and she turns into four Sierras, and then all simultaneously they short stripe the thing, and it's just like, and the thing just turns into a giant meaty chunk. Hello, I'm Paul Parnell, the DM of Dust World, an actual play podcast where we play an anime-flavored post-apocalyptic sci-fi western game in the vein of Trigon or Fallout. In this game, we will be creating a story together. Play the intro. Now we follow our heroes, Gage Thane, a dust-casting, sword-wielding monk from the mountains of Black Earth, Clarence Wales, the telepathic child runaway whose mind is strong enough to bring grown men to their knees, Kevin Wolfkin, the sharp-shooting, foul-mouthed, fox-faced hunter from a hidden village of werewolves, and Wedge, the indestructible cyborg brawler, Let's see what becomes of them in Dust World. All right, let's continue with the plan. Okay. Otherwise, you get through the plan as as okay. planned. No, uh, Kevin, no fatalities. No fatalities. Cool. Kevin, you're was this a wolf village, by the way? No. All right. So nothing else goes on. Do me and Sierra have any words after this, or is it just? Uh, she's covered in like monster goop, and she like walks up, and she's like, "Well, you told me to kill, go kill a beast." She, you know what? She like s- s- kind of s- gets the goop off, and I she just, puts her swords away, and she's like, "That was pretty fun." I just kind of you know I sit there into her there like, just, yeah, good job. See, that's better than killing people. You can kill other things that are more beneficial. I mean, killing big beasts, you probably save these people a lot of hassle later on. Yeah, and it's probably delicious. They'll thank me for it. Yeah, and I just snap my fingers, and. Drop all the dust bears as we're walking out of the village at this point because I don't want to suffocate them. Okay. Um, and you see just like a bunch of like unconscious people everywhere. Yeah. I kind of walk over to Juno and I just go, You're good at what you do. Thank you for coming. I owe you one. Okay. And I just walk back. I go, Alistair? Yep. I can blow him up now? He re- reaches his hand up. I grab it and I go, no, no, no. We just managed to succeed. I was going to say you did a great job. Oh. You do that. <laughs> we might have a different opinion. But, but we would have still succeeded. In your books, yes. Not mine. Okay. Well, I guess. Thank you. You're welcome. Training same time as usual? Sure. All right. You're not getting any better with that black powder, though. No, I'm not. We need to work on that. And maybe if you stop blowing up in my face, maybe I can actually do something with it for five seconds. But it's so fun. And he's like, wait, one more thing. And he reaches his hand out and, like, snaps his finger. And you hear explosions going off. And he's like, oh, don't worry. Look. When you look out the window of the helicarrier that's lifting off, you see that he actually blew up the monster so that it's all cooked. I just kind of chuckle a little bit. <laughs> I guess I'm getting soft, like you. I put a hand on his shoulder. That was impressive. <laughs> I can't. I can't argue with that. Well, you know, a boy likes to eat. 
And then uh, a second later, like a bunch of meat chunks come flying. They like land, land inside, like and they're cooked, like landing inside because he like jettisoned them using dust. He's like, oh yeah, and he like shakes it and like starts eating it. Well, it turned out pretty good considering he used uh, gunpowder. I spit out like a bit of rock and just go, yeah. (laughs) You need to work on your cooking skills. Yeah. Okay, Kevin, you get two. Uh, you're going to do plan and meditate? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me, uh, what are you planning and what are you meditating? Well, I get to play chess and eat good food. Obviously my revenge. Do I visit him again? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. I come up to Kevin again in the word chat. How you doing, buddy? Do, do you have him jumped by your, uh, by your <laughs> village mates or something? As... He walks up, he gets pegged in the back of the head by some sort of foul-smelling oh. <laughs> By some animal droppings? Pretty much. But it's more of a stink bomb that'll follow him for a very long time. <laughs> I just gotta look, I look at Kevin and I go, Wait, is it the hand stink? <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh gosh, it smells like my hand. <laughs> the guards look at me, don't you say anything. Guards! That wolf right there, you see him? Yeah. I point at Kevin. Uh-huh. You smell bad. Torture. <laughs> oh, are you are you sure, sir? He, I mean... I look at him. Are, are you, you even... questioning my orders? Oh, uh, uh no. <laughs> you smell really bad, though. Uh, can we, can we get you, like, a, a I walk over to the guard, and I take his... <laughs> uniform and I start wiping oh, off the oh, It's no. <laughs> too much for the wiping. It's never coming out of your hair. Oh, no, but at least it's on the guard now and you have to smell while he's with you. No. So, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I wipe it and I kind of walk over to Kevin and I go, <laughs> that was cute. And I punch him in the gut and I go, as I said, just trust me on this one. <laughs> and I walk away. Like month 18. Trust me, trust but, me. But, but when I punch Kevin this time, I punch it and I hand off a scroll, just slip it into his pocket, and in the scroll it just kind of writes what I've been doing, the villages I've saved thus far, and how I'm trying to find a way to break this. And uh, I say afterwards... You know you just told them to torture him. Yes. Well aware. As I They're going to search my body. As I, as I walk away, I go... Oh, just... I don't even know. That punch made me feel pretty good. I think I'm alright now. Let's cut rations for a week. And I walk away. A week? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they don't give you any. They just cut rations a little bit, buddy. Okay, so... I'm uh, gonna kill Gage. <laughs> it's like as he does, like, sit-ups in bed. Kill Gage. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm imagining a scene where he's kind of in this, like, full cage, and he's hanging off of the ceiling doing, like, upside-down pu- push-ups. <laughs> so he's, like, pulling himself towards the ceiling, and he's just thinking, like... Gage. And he's like making little marks on every day, like on the <laughs> ceiling with his claw. And he's sharpening it so that it's perfectly razor sharp. Does Preston not read my letter at all? I don't know. Does Preston, do you read I his, can't hear you. Do you read his letter? The letter I yeah. handed you? Okay. Do you understand more of what I'm doing now since I've explained literally everything I've been doing for the past year to try and help? Does that change the fact that I get to stab you several times and it wouldn't really kill you anyway? <laughs> it's true. So, yeah. Kevin, during your meditation, what are you meditating on? 
uh, obviously trying to meditate on the process of making myself into a walking lightning bug. Okay, cool. So here's what happens. Uh, one day... So your powers are different from the lightning bug, probably. Get on. Yeah, because only your butt would turn on. <laughs> That's um, great. <laughs> so uh, one day, uh, all of a sudden, two of the guards are missing in, in the, like... Uh, what do you call it? Like the play zone, like where they work out in the the rec area. The rec area, and uh, and you notice a flash off in one corner, and it it makes you curious. So you follow it, and you find your dad, and he's like, uh, "Follow me, son. I think it's time I show you. Uh, I, I felt your your power calling me, and I wanted to show you." So he leads you up to the top of the of the cliff, and he uh, has you follow him out on like one of the chimney rocks. So two of you are just sitting on top, uh, cross leg style, on top of these two chimney rocks. You're several hundred feet up. Like the air is is like cool here, and there's like birds flying near you because you're so high. And he's like, "All right, so uh, okay, son. So I want you to just." Picture the most massive storm clouds rolling in. I want you to seize those storm clouds as if they're inside of you. Take hold of them. Take the power out of the cloud into your hand and let it go. And as he does this, a lightning burst shoots off of his hand. I want you to meditate like this every chance you get. And before you know it, your power will awaken too. So how are you doing, Ned? Oh, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, you you could run away right now if you wanted. I'm not as fast as you. Well, that's true. You'll get faster. But it's good to have you in there to protect everyone. It's funny, because that dude I used to be friends with keeps thinking he hurts me when he punches me. You look at these ripped abs. <laughs> They're abs of hate. Wow. Those are some serious hate abs. Somebody's been drinking the hater aid. One of these days I'm going to take his head and I'm going to crush it between my thighs like a pineapple. <laughs> I feel like that would hurt a lot. Pineapples, pineapples are sharp. Oh. I get where I you're going. The other one, the, the watermelon. Yeah, I I've heard of those, but I've never seen one in real life. Well, Latex, I, they serve that in a stupid prison. I think our uh, our plan to break everyone out is is coming along quite well. Uh, I I found some more of our freedom fighters that are willing to help. And we'll, uh, we'll be taking over here soon. Okay, you're with the king. What right. are you doing? Uh, we're playing chess, and I think. Uh, okay. What's your What's your favorite play? Uh, I don't believe I've ever seen a play. What? I've heard of them. I've I've seen a couple of them. They were very awful. But I've heard there are good ones. Hmm. I suppose. I think you should create your own play. Maybe. 
I don't really have time for such things, but maybe I'll have a playwright write it for me. Make you some, should create it yourself. Some of the servants act it out. You should create it yourself. I believe in you. You're the king of the red earth, after all. That, that sounds interesting. What should our play be about? It can be about uh, the violent struggles between Red Earth and... Uh, the Great Gage thing! No, not that one. Um, <laughs> just about the world. About war. Hmm. War's fun. War's fun. It's messy. It's unpredictable. You find yourself doing things you didn't expect. Yes. It's hard. But necessary. Yes. And it's full of mystery. You tend to lose a lot of little people. But sometimes you end up finding things, discovering things, innovating, doing hmm. the best with what you've already got. Well, this is sounding like an interesting play. Let us hear more. Okay, moving on. Uh, I go back to the scientist. Yep. I said, what's your progress? Yep, he has created a gun that can shoot a, a, EMP thin, guns? a thin cone of EMP. Yep. How effective is this? I don't know. You'll have to try it in the field. Fair enough. I take it. If this works well, there'll be good things for you. Great. Thank you. I appreciate your hard work on that now. Hmm. Do me a favor. Yeah. The cybers technology, I don't understand it. Can you explain more to me? I want to learn more about this. I know you can't show me all of the major details, but at least explain to me more of the concepts behind it. I understand that it's using psi waves from size. But how does that work? Because I thought size were only keeping the power to themselves. How do you transfer that energy? So, size are always projecting psi waves. Similar to dust casters. How the dust is on the outside of you, you project waves to the dust, and then the dust responds to those waves doing what you want. So size are projecting dust or psi waves and then those psi waves manifest in a certain way. So, for instance, with the prince, his waves manifest in combustion. Mm. Uh, the king, his waves manifest in every element. Or gravity. Mm. Um, gravity? Yes. In what way? Moving. Making like telekinesis? More or less. I guess you could call it telekinesis. So you're saying he can control how heavy an object is or how light it is? Yes. How? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, isn't that the same thing as telekinesis or is this a different concept than I've run into um, in my travels? It's more like telekinesis, but for a specific area in such a massive scale that it, it reflects gravity. He just turns gravity off or on or harder or less. Interesting. I've never heard of that before, but that's certainly a new one. Well, so with these, is that... And so this machine, by encapsulating, as you've seen, uh, and we can go back to the other page, and he, like, leans you out a window, and uh, you can see, like, all the people. It's mm -hmm. not quite as many as, like, in the Matrix, but a lot yeah. of people. There's probably, like, hundreds. By capturing them in these gel pods, their psi waves are actually captured and redirected into a particular point and then converted into energy that the machine can use and redirect. So can anyone use these psi waves? 
Mm. Like, why have we not weaponized this more for our troops? Well, we have. That's what the cyber implants are for. So this machine can then send psi, like, waves to those uh, implants. And so basically when you're near the machine, it's kind of like juicing you up a battery a little bit. And then when you activate them, it releases that battery. But that's why it, it only lasts for a few minutes. So here's the question. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. And I've only been reading a little bit on this, so I don't, I don't know as much as you do, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a theory that every action has an opposite reaction. Sure. So if side waves, are that what cancels out a side wave? Mm. Let's stop size from just going crazy. Or right. emanating 24-7 to where it affects everything around them without their control. How do you know it down? I don't know. I would say maybe uh, a side like negative psi waves. That, that's how the psi grenade works, right? Is when you throw it in a certain area, it's negating psi waves temporarily. Also, so the only way to stop the psi waves is to negate it? Yeah. Can you make me a weapon for that too so I can battle psi when I'm out in the field? Oh yeah, you can already pick some up. That's just a psi grenade. That's it? Mm -hmm. There's no way to weaponize that more specifically? Because the thing is, the cybernet doesn't last permanently, and that's a bit difficult when you're fighting a horde of people. Because it's great, you take out two, but then when you deal with the other two, the other two come back in a little bit. It doesn't last long enough. Um, is there a way to permanently neutralize them so I don't have to deal with them as many times? Field work is quite risky, and I'd prefer to minimize casualties as much as possible. Well, if you had gotten steel, then yes, but okay. since you got plan, no. Fine. Well, I take what I I take what I know then, and I'm gonna go ahead. You could and, go to steal instead of meditate. No, I'm gonna take my time actually with meditate specifically for Clarence. I'm gonna thank him and say I'm gonna test out this weapon in the field. I'll let you know what the results are. Okay, great. Thank you for your hard work. And I go, and I'm gonna go and have my time with Clarence. Okay. Sit down. Have him help me strengthen my mind again and get my willpower up higher mm -hmm. to like resist psychic attacks. I'm also giving him. Showing him stuff. I'm showing him what happened at the... I go ahead and show him what happened at that other village. Okay. Um, that you were able to get the machine without failing okay. anybody? Yes. It wasn't like anybody important. We have met people who have turned into giants before. I did the no, best of... the beast. He means... The well, beast. I showed him the beast, too, and everything. Okay. I showed him the whole scenario. Sure. Well, I mean, I knew you were going to get your hands, buddy. We all did, right? I didn't kill anyone, though. We No one killed anyone. I... What a good job getting me. I'm not. But stop using your queens so liberally. You need to be a little bit more careful about that. What are you talking about? And I move, Chess! I move my queen like straight into the middle of the board. Like, yeah. Haha, I took your pawn. Oh wow, what a great check. And now you've lost the game. What, what do you mean? I still have all of my armies. Mm, you've left yourself wide open. For what? Checkmate. Hello players, it's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper 
developer, whoever's running the game, the DM. So it's really simple. You print it out, you and your friends, and you can create mayhem for Christmas or you can save it. It's up to you. But we just released it. So if you're interested in getting that, just head on over to our website and click the download link. So that's all for now. I hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it. So back to the show. Play on. Now back to the show. I'll never understand why just taking out the king neutralizes all of these people. It doesn't work like that in real life. You'd be surprised. I'm afraid it's uh, time for me to go, but I'll speak to you soon. Absolutely. And then the only other thing I'll do with my plan with my planning phase, mm-hmm. I want to try and find Griff and Alarak. And who? Alarak? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I want, I want to. I want to start seeing if I can get them to meet with me to plan. Okay. Which I know is gonna be kind of difficult because it's like one of the devils has like reached out to them, but I'm gonna see if they'll. Okay. So you're out on a mission, and uh, after a couple of weeks. And you're actually in a pretty big battle. This battle's going on. Uh, troops everywhere. A lot of robot troops. Mm-hmm. Um, this the city that you're... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, sieging. Mm-hmm. And who have you brought along? Alistair. Tetsuo, <clears throat> Alistair, Sierra. I always... Pretty much will always bring Sierra on a mission. If okay. feasible. Um, Barrett? If you wanted to... Yeah, I'll bring Barrett too. <clears throat> So Barrett, Tetsuo, um, Sierra, Alistair. Hey, baby! What are we doing? Our objective is to take the city. We have a lot of high-tech in there that, unfortunately, I'm not as skilled with dealing with, but perhaps you can help us lessen the odds by hacking it and or dealing with it in your ways. Oh, you got it! Any tech upgrades that you find, as long as you run it by our scientists first so that they have the schematics for later, you are free to keep. Yo, yo! I'm your man. All right, get started on that, please. So he, uh, he like, walks up to the wall, like, moves his hands in a certain way, and some, like, kind of, it's like things are pouring out of his hands, mm-hmm. and then you notice that they start to grow, and they're the question cubes, mm. and then they go, and fly off. Cool. I turned to Alistair and Tetsuya. <clears throat> Tetsuya? Yes? Alistair, we've got to get troops inside the city, but we need to keep them safe in the process. We don't have time to sit there and try climbing these walls. Tetsuya, do you think you can open us some holes and or teleport them in whatever way you think is safer for them. Oh, definitely. Opening a hole would be much safer. Okay. Then, uh, fair point. As he remembers teleporting the other day and losing half a finger that he had to grow back. Um, <laughs> great. Then if you could go ahead and open a hole and work with Alistair to kind of create like a wall moving forward as they come in so that way it pushes back the robots, gives them some cover to get in, get positioned. That would be perfect. Alistair's like, hmm, I'm a little bit better at boom, boom. Attach explosives to the front of the wall so when they're ready, explode the walls forward, blowing up the robots in front of them, giving them an opening to move forward, and then explode as you go. He's like, what about this technique? And he, like, reaches his hands out and, like, birds come out and, like, start flying up. And he's like, boom, boom, baby. I haven't seen that one yet, but whatever you think is best, I trust your decisions. You got it. You're both as good as what you do, if not better than I am. So, So whatever you think. He's like, okay, Tetsu, you make the hole, I'll make the booms. And then, uh, like, some dust shoots under his feet and, like, shoots him up in the air. And he grabs, like, the legs of a couple of 
dust birds and they like fl- flap onto the top of the wall and then they just start dive bombing and you hear explosions. I look at Tetsu. I worry about him sometimes. <clears throat> I always worry about him all of the time. Actually, I don't really care. I would say the first one's a little wiser, but then again, I had to fight him more times than I can count. He's blown up more things out from under me than I can count, even with working with him. Yes, I always try to not be near the battlefield. In fact, that's where I'm going now. And then dust swirls around him and he disappears. I turn to Sierra. There's no humans in there. So what, you're saying I can destroy everything? If it's not human, and we don't need it for the mission... Woohoo! And she, like, jumps up <laughs> and, like, goes running and literally just bounds up this, like, 55-foot metal wall. Gosh. I just gotta look up and go... You just see her, like, glinting over the top with both swords out, like... And then you just start... Buildings just start falling. I'm like... When Gage describes this to me later, I say, Your sister has issues. <laughs> I look... I can't believe you're the well-adjusted one in your family. <laughs> I tried to tell you. Give him that now. Give him that now. Okay, now. Really so as this, this is happening, um, you hear... I, being that we are in a war zone, I go ahead and... Like, things are blowing up around yeah. you. There's, like, soldiers. Like, pull, robot soldiers are falling off the top of the wall. I pull, I pull Wade out. And just... <laughs> Tap him. I have signals at this point with Wade where I tap him once on the back just to scan the area. Uh, he's like, uh, I don't see anything. I start walking just towards the whistling at this point. Okay, so once you get like kind of into uh, a, a little further back, there's kind of like a little subvert cave. Must be as dumb as I look, and I walk into the cave. He's like, "Yep, you are." And there's Griff sitting there. So one of the nine devils, and he's got his pistol on you. I put the sword up. It's good to see you, and I walk forward. He's like, eh. "Right, right." I suppose I have some explaining to do. Uh, yeah. Your your letter wasn't incredibly clear how you became one of the nine devils and started stealing stuff from all the nations. Yes. That you were supposed to help stop. Alright, I can give you about I don't know, Lassier, Barrett, and Alistair given an hour. Look, I know it looks bad. Actually it looks pretty much as bad as it could get. I'm sorry. I'm doing the best I can to save as many lives as I can. From the position I'm in, I had a no-win situation. If I chose to fight, it would have just killed everyone and we would have met nothing else. But now I'm the high, one of the highest ranking officials. I have access to everything. And at this point I have Wade kind of throw up an image on the ground of like the cybers machine. Oh God, is that it? And I mean, I have access to everything. Can you give me the plans? I'd ask Wade, Wade, is there a way for us to transfer this to him? As long as he's got something to put it on. Do you have anything? He pulls out like a little, uh, basically like a cell phone looking device. Great. And I take it, tap Wade into it, I said, Wade, start downloading anything and everything that we have on this information. Any information from any meetings we've collected, audio related to it, anything you can give. Also battle plans and schematics and also 
Heck, throw in the troop movements. I don't care. Don't give them all just so that we can kind of maintain some semblance of secrecy, but give them, a, give them the key ones for his locations. Um, and so I turned to Griff. Now do you believe me? I, I believe something is going on. So what did you want me for? Right now I'm trying to get everything I can to try and figure out a way to break this machine. Well. Or t- or kill the king, and I actually <clears throat> pull out this time the prototype weapon. This I had a scientist design for me. Okay. It's an EMP gun. In theory, it should kill any core to any robot that comes within its range. You think the king is a robot? The king has imposters. They're things we've run into before. They're they call themselves copybots. Oh, I hate those things. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there was this one time it turned into uh, this guy Kairos that was traveling with me. And he was always a dunce, so I didn't notice for like an hour. Yeah, he stabbed me right through my guts. Yeah, apparently it turned into me once and they didn't really trust me for a while after that because they, yeah, they had trust issues. He locked him in apparently in a room with some soul-sucking monster of rags, I don't know. It's it a long story. But this gun, I think, can kill the copy bots. Okay. If we can kill it, it means we can kill the head. Those are the hardest things to kill for the king, besides the king himself. Huh. It has potential to help us win. Okay. Do you have the plans? Hold up, Wade. Cool. This is, transfer those over. You've got them, start making them. Okay. I'm going to probably have to I'm have to accuse one of my guards probably of being a spy and have him executed, unfortunately, or thrown in prison to cover this up. Otherwise, they'll know. Only two people know at this point. Mm. Okay. It's going to be... I'm going to have to make some tough decisions. But this is all for the good of trying to defeat this technology because basically, I'm assuming you've been in contact with Kevin. Yeah. Alarak is a friend. Good. Yeah, we'll need him in on this, too. And hopefully Kevin doesn't hate me too much. Probably a lot. It, it's pretty sizable. I had to keep up appearances. Just, I can't... Let's put it this way. Just wear a cup. <laughs> but he hasn't changed. I, I hope you'll understand someday that I had to keep up the axe. I couldn't, I couldn't be friendly towards him. Not in my position. At this guy point, that you work with. At this point, I have to be careful even of my own fellow lieutenants. They'll kill me at a moment's notice. I know none of them like me. I've killed them more times than I can count. Is Tetsuya among them? Yes. Gotta be careful. He has mind sight. Fantastic. His whole thing is controlling the flow of the battlefield. So I hope you gave him enough to keep him busy. Otherwise, he could be watching this conversation right now. I asked him to cover all of our troops advancing to the city. I'd hope he'd have enough to do. Let's hope you're right. Yeah. Well, send me the locations inside of Red Earth, and I'll try to get some troops there for when you make your move. And I'll be there. I have a feeling my big friend will need to be there, too. Yeah. Your ego will need to be there. And I kind of chuckle at him. And I walk over. Reach out of hand. He, like, does the thing with his gun where he looks really cool and puts it in the holster, and then he shakes your hand. He shakes his hand. 
things go south or if anything seems off from what I've given you in the plans. Shoot you in the face? I was going to say change everything you're planning because they might have found us out. Ah. So just keep an eye out, keep an ear out. Don't shoot you in the face. If you really want to, I mean, I'll just come back with a vengeance, but <laughs> I kind of I kind of chuckle. You know, no so lurkers like, can die, right? Yeah, they can. But also, it's daytime out. How are you dealing with that? Just got, like, everything hooded over. Okay. I'm just, like, like wearing bandages. I've got, like, dust whirling around Gen- me. It's kind of like Gen- a... <laughs> goggles? Not the goggles, but I've got, like, dust kind of, like, forming around me to give me a thin veil to protect me from the sunlight. Okay. And okay. then I just... All right. Dust ninja? Yeah, pretty much. All right. I've got to get back to the siege. They'll notice if I'm gone for much longer. Um, just keep yourself safe. Will do. Take care of Kevin. Try and get him some supplies and stuff if you can anytime soon. He looks like he hasn't eaten in a couple of days. And I kind of chuckle and walk away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, back to... Alright, <laughs> Roll high. Come on. Actually, maybe not. Dang it, Clarence! That's actually a good thing because... That's fine. Actually, yeah. Okay. So, should I do investigate or hardship? I would say hardship. Oh. Okay. Mm. I was going to choose. Mm. Yeah, hardship sounds interesting. Yeah. LP put me in the in- path to get buff. Uh, hardship. Let's go ahead and have both of you do hardship. I get two. Okay, so this is what happens. Uh, you are tasked with killing killing his uncle. Clarence's uncle? Yeah, because he's been uh, continuing to send out bounties everywhere, and oh. it's starting to be uh, a nuisance to the king. And so he sent you and Sierra to go kill him. And you have to tell Clarence that. So I sit down for our usual meeting. Hey, Clarence. Hello. You're going to lose again. You look upset. What's this about? Not about losing, clearly. Oh, I'm losing. So are you. Why? I've been ordered to kill your uncle. Now, would this be that guy who was my slave driver? Yeah, but he was your uncle. and I would imagine you, he's like the only other person on earth you know, really. I mean, I put it uncle in parentheses. Oh. Really? He's such a small fry. Apparently he's become a big nuisance and the king has ordered me and Sierra to kill him. Okay, and the other thing is, this is the last time you can see him. See Clarence. I'm sorry, this has to be the news I have to give you. Uh, I gotta go away for a while. What? Don't worry. Just gotta take care of some stuff. Who are you going to be accountable to? Accountable to? You, you think this is just a chess game? This is your check-in. This is so you don't lose yourself. I'm accountable to myself, Clarence. Oh, that's, uh... I'll go great. You know, Clarence, I don't appreciate your tone. I'm doing the best I can with the situation I'm in. Do you know what I have to do on my day-to-day life? I have to beat people. I have to kill people to keep up this charade. How much are you enjoying it? Does my face look like I enjoy what I'm doing? Maybe I don't like your tone either. I'm definitely one of the chess pieces. You've changed. How have I changed, Clarence? 
Uh, you don't think you've changed? It's been two years. I make another chess move. A poor decision as always. That's because you're not seeing the bigger pictures as usual. There is no bigger picture. And I just kind of swipe all the pieces off. There's only one game. One game at a time. And if you lose it, you're the loser. Clarence, I take the king piece and I set it on the board. That's my one game. I've got that taken care of. No, you don't. I put my hand over the king. Oh? You? Oh, with your brute force methods, your... You know, I'm not a kid anymore. Well, I kind of am. But I'm... You're 14. I'm 14. Clarence, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what's going on out here. You've only gotten snippets of what I've seen and what I've had to do to deal with I this. I don't really care. You still need to come back here. I don't Because have... there's only one game. There's only one gauge. I have it under control, Clarence. I have everything in the power. I'm dealing with it. All hail the new king. You sure do have your game set up for it, And I right? slam the table at this point across the room. And I've gotten pretty strong, so it shatters. And I walk up to him and I say, Don't you talk to me that way. Hit a nerve. You don't know what you're dealing with. You don't know what you're messing with. I don't want to have to deal with you too. I can, there's only one game and a king and a game of chess. Clarence, right now, in this game of chess, you've already lost. Well, that's it for this episode of Dust World. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to follow us or connect with us, check us out on social media at The RPG Empire. And we hope you have a great day.